Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Clay. It's so nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, you know, um, some hours ago, I was um, with one of our guests, Luis. So I was sharing with her how an elderly woman was sharing with me the impact our show is having upon her and her family. So excited. And that's the essence of this show. We bring guests who have triumphed over one challenges or another to come talk to us about their stories. Now they came out of it. Yeah, because we believe that someone might be stuck in that situation and a piece of information from someone who came out of that situation triumphantly will transform their lives. That's our belief. So it's so nice to have you on the show, Clay. So within the next 20 minutes, I want you to talk to us about your story, the challenges that you faced, and how you came out of it triumphantly. Let's get started. Okay, well, thank you very much. So my uh, my story is is rather interesting in that it starts off it starts off not interesting. So um, my uh, wife and I were uh, married, and uh, a year after we were married, she was diagnosed with a form of cancer called, called Hodgkin's disease, and uh, she was treated for that, went through chemotherapy, but survived it well. And the doctor suggested we wait. Uh, several years, five or six years to have children because of it. So we did. And uh, eight years later, our oldest daughter was born. Everything was great. Uh, a child who was smiling from the time she was born could not have been better. Uh, to the point that we knew, hmm, lightning does not strike the same rib twice. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And uh, three years later, uh, her sisters were born. And initially, we we, we knew things were unusual. Uh, my wife's pregnancy was was very difficult the second time around compared to the first one but uh got through it our twins were born and almost immediately we we knew we were going to have some tough challenges because uh unlike their big sister they they cried all the time uh they were upset they wouldn't eat and this was as babies it was very very difficult and uh finally when they were were two years old we went to the doctor and they have what's called a, a well baby visit where you take your child in and they have a checklist of 25 different items to see how well the, the baby is developing. It's called a milestone checklist. Okay. And I was holding one of our twins and my wife was holding the other twin and we went through it and we went down the list for the twin we were holding and we got to the bottom and realized that neither one of us had checked anything off the list. So I'm like, well, that's not a good sign. And again, they were, they were two years old. So we were sent to Easter Seals to uh, do an evaluation, and that's when they received their first diagnosis of uh, intellectual disabilities and autism. So it was uh, not something we were expecting, and 
you know, we tried to approach it as, as best as we can. The, again, the twins cried all the time, uh, would have serious meltdowns. Um, the, um, to bring it forward a little bit to help understand where they are now. So they are uh, 23 years old now. Uh, oh. They have never spoken. Uh, their, their behaviors ha have improved, even though one of them is having some challenges right now. But um, it's much better than it used to be. Uh, they need help with what's called all activities of daily living. So everything bathroom related. Uh, they need help with uh, getting dressed and undressed. Uh, they can feed themselves and they are mobile, but they need help with pretty much everything else. So they need uh, full-time 24-7 uh, care. So, so that was kind of the original challenge. And my story on terms of how, how we got through it was one night, it was a, a Friday night. The twins were about four years old, and they were very upset. They were crying, and we couldn't figure out why. Uh, their big sister was upset. Uh, their mom was not doing well. She was mad at the world. So I did what any good father and husband would do in a situation like that. I went to bed. And I thought, you know, I, I can't fix this problem right now. It'll still be here tomorrow. Everybody's <laughs> safe. We'll, fi we'll figure it out later. Yeah, no. So I went to bed. and. And I'm, I'm lying there, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I was, yeah. I was mad at God. And, hmm. and I remember praying, you know, God, why did you do this to Paige and Mia? That's my, my twins' names. Why did you do this to Paige and Mia? And to be blunt, why did you do this to me? And that's the question I had on my mind when I fell asleep, was, God, you know, why did you do this? Well... I don't usually go to bed mad. Uh, the couple of times I, I have, I'll wake up madder the next morning than I was the night before. But that Saturday morning, I woke up and it was totally different. I woke up and I was excited. I, it was really? like I had fresh air in my lungs. I, I wanted to take on the world. I was just ready to, ready to go after it. And oh. the very first words that entered my head yeah. were to help people like Paige and Mia. To help hmm. people like Paige and Mia, hmm. which I immediately hmm. I immediately interpreted as to help people with severe disabilities like they have. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I know for a fact that had to be God because given my priorities at the time, uh, focused on my family, focusing on my job, there's no way I would have cooked that answer up on my own. And I know for a fact that it was God because I fell asleep asking God a question. And I believe he, hint, he sent the Holy Spirit and answered it. I fell asleep asking God, why did you do this? And I believe he sent the Holy Spirit and told me it was to help people with severe disabilities like they have. Hmm. So I uh, sat there for a moment, and two, two good things happened. Number yeah. one was it happened. Hmm. Number two was I had the wherewithal to realize that it happened. Okay. So having realized, okay, I just, Basically, was got a message from God, not to sound strange, but that's, in essence, what it was. And I'm like, okay, what do I do with this information? So I did what millions of people do when they have questions. I went to my computer, and I Googled it. <laughs> and uh, I, typed, uh, I typed four words. And uh, forgive the, the language. The, the language has improved um, over, the, over the last 25 years, yes. but, uh, or 23 years. But uh, their original diagnosis was called mental retardation. So I, I typed four words, mental retardation, Dallas, which is where I live, help, mental retardation, Dallas, help, enter. And up came an organization I had never heard of before called the Ark of Dallas. And the mm. Ark system in the United States 
is the oldest system of nonprofit organizations serving people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and autism and so on, like my twins have. So I looked at that and I said, all right, well, that looks like an organization that helps people like Paige and me. And to make a long story short, I uh, reached out to them on Monday morning. Within two weeks, I was on their board of directors. I became their next board president. And in the process, I was meeting lots of families. I was learning about the system, our support system, learning what families need, what the challenges are. I got onto the state level board of directors and became their president. And in that case, I was meeting uh, legislators. I was meeting like um, state representatives and state senators, working with uh, administrators at Texas Health and Human Services, understanding the service support system. And along the way, I was sharing what I learned back with the families that I was meeting. Uh, eventually, uh, President uh, Barack Obama appointed me to a presidential advisory committee in Washington. And wow. uh, so I, I was able to influence and, and help influence the system and help a lot of families along the way and kind of fulfill that, that direction. So all that happened as a result of me going to bed mad on a Friday night and asking God, why did you do this? And it really became the the focus of who I, of my identity. So I'm I'm blessed to know thousands of people, and ninety five percent of the people I know have absolutely no idea what I did for a living. They had no idea how I paid my bills, but everybody knew what I did for free. And it's not so much that I was doing it for free, but again, that's where the identity came from. It was it did not come from my job, which is where most people, particularly men, uh, get a lot of their their identity from. Yeah. So that was the, that was a, the long story to answer your question on, yeah, what were the challenges that were were met, and then how did I get through them? And it was basically responding to a, a call or an instruction from God to get focused on how can I serve people who have the same types of challenges that my children have and not just not just focus on my family not just focus on their challenges but focus on how can we serve in a, in a greater way a second challenge that came up along the way was yeah. as time went on uh, my my family grew or got older my oldest daughter went off to college we were able to find a a group home near our house to help take care of our twins so we saw them all the time but yeah we weren't having to do all the work ourselves and uh, six months right after the twins moved out, moved out into their group home, my wife went back to work for the first time in 20 years. And six months later, was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, Ooh. a second cancer. So they went. She went through surgery. Uh, thought they got it all. Turns out they did not. Uh, so she went through 18 months of chemo, and eventually passed away. So that was uh, the the next big challenge that I, I hadn't planned on, and. The, there's a God story embedded in that as well. So okay. my, my wife died on uh, February. She died on February 11th, 2020. So she died a month before the pandemic. Hit. So she died February 11th, 2020. And three days later is Valentine's Day. Okay. So my, my oldest daughter had come back home for her mom's services. And she and her boyfriend, who is now her husband, uh, wanted to go out to dinner for Valentine's Day. And I said that was fine. So they went out. And uh, I went across the street from our, our house to a grocery store. We got something for yeah. And I walked into the grocery store, and I'm all sad and depressed. And, you know, woe is me. You know, my, 
My best friend for 33 years just died. Arguably my only friend for 33 years just died. I'm all by myself. This is first Valentine's Day in 33 years to be by myself. Woe is me. What am I going to do? Life sucks. Blah, blah, blah. I'm walking through the store and I get to one part in the store, aisle nine. It was the hair care aisle. Don't know if that's relevant, but that's where it happened. I mean, the hair care aisle. And all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, everything changed. It was like that Saturday morning I described a moment ago. I went from being sad and downtrodden and depressed and upset to feeling positive and energetic and ready to take on the world. And in the blink of an eye, I believe God revealed two things to me with absolute clarity. Number one was, Carol, my late wife, she was doing great. She was doing a lot better than the rest of us are. You know, as, a, as a Christian, she was experiencing what all Christians ultimately aspire for, and that is to spend eternity with God. Hmm. So wow. she was doing great. And, and I viewed it as God releasing me from having to mourn my wife, because you don't mourn somebody who's doing better than you are. Yeah. True. <laughs> so so there was that. Right. So I'm like, okay, so that, that's good. So that was the first thing. The second thing had to do with me. So I was 55 years old at the time. I'm 58 now. So I was 55 years old. I'd been married for 30 years. God willing, and I use those words literally, I may still have had another 30 years ahead of me. So from a, an adulting standpoint, I'm only halfway done. Mm. Also, for the first time in my life, yeah. I had virtually no obligations and responsibilities. So mm. I was still working, but you know, had you know that was that was okay. But the uh, but beyond that, I uh, my wife was in heaven. My twins were in their group home. My oldest daughter was out of uh, college and had a career going. So I was in the unique situation. I could do whatever I want. I'm like. Well, how often does that happen? You know, that's kind of a unique situation to be in. So the million-dollar question became, okay, God, you've presented me with this opportunity to do whatever I want. What do you want me to do? Um, and I think that the answer to that question is still being written. I wrote a book, speaking of writing, I wrote a book okay. entitled okay. God's Plan, Our Circus, which I think is part of that plan. You can see the cover behind me. Um, yeah. That's, uh, I think, part of God's plan for me to put that out. I think you and I having this conversation may be part of that plan. So, yeah. again, it's still a work in progress, but uh, that, that has helped me get through the passing of my wife. Uh, mm. Just like the, uh, the advocacy work got me through uh, having to deal with the challenges of my class. Amazing. And I, I just talked a whole lot. I hope some of that, I hope some yeah. of that uh, answered your question. <laughs> Seriously, it did. It did. You know, your story is so inspiring, and this is going to transform a whole lot of people with disabilities. Okay, I've got um, okay two questions for you. Are you ready to round up? Please. Okay, sure. Oh, disabilities are part of God's plan. You got that? Sure. Mm -hmm. So why do I believe uh, my twins' disabilities are part of God's plan? Um, well, for one reason, the Bible tells me it did. Um, so in my book, I describe several uh, Bible references that explain um, God's view of disabilities and relationships mm -hmm. to people with disabilities. And one of the things that's very clear 
uh, it's in Psalm, it's in the Psalms where okay. we're told that, yeah. Okay, so the, the phrase in the Bible is you, 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 you knitted, you knitted me in my mother's womb. So mm -hmm. God created everybody. He created yeah. you. He created me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he created my twins. He cre he created, he created people who are brilliant and geniuses and he mm -hmm. created those of us who are not. And the one thing I know for a fact is that God is a lot smarter than we are. And yeah. God does not make mistakes. Yeah. Okay? So <laughs> if if I was if people look at others who were born with a disability and say that person was a mistake, well, A, they're they're challenging God because they're telling yeah. you're basically saying that God made a mistake, which made doesn't mistake. happen. Yeah. And and the whole concept of, of skills and abilities are, is relative. Well, if my twins are a mistake, well, maybe I'm a mistake. How, how do I know I'm not? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a bad yeah. place to be, a mental place to be. So, so the, but the truth of the matter is God created everybody and he doesn't make mistakes. So that makes it right. Now, does that mean some people have more challenges than others? Absolutely. Does that mean those of us who are, who are caregivers have some challenges? Uh, and caring for those who need assistance? Yes, it is. that is true. They do. But that doesn't make it wrong, and it doesn't make a mistake. Um, so that's how, how um, to answer your question on how do I believe that uh, my twins' disabilities are part of God's plan. It's because the Bible is very clear, is very clear in saying that God uh, designed all of us, and all yeah. of us means all of us. That's, that's true. That's true, because um he created us all you know apostle paul was mentioning something about how he was given an instance about how a potter create a beautiful clay pot of clay made it so beautiful and that same potter made another one for um like a waste bin where he's going to drop beans and all of that he says, who then are you to say he did wrong? You know, when when um, some people were questioning the fact that since God made this particular person disobey him, why then would God punish him for disobeying him? So he gave them that example. So and I understand from what you just said also. And that's so beautiful and that has answered the question. Okay, so the second question. Oh, you wanted to say something? Well, no, I was, I was, yeah. If you don't mind, I was going to follow up on on what you said. Uh, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Your your point of view that the the pot the potter the potter is the one who determines um, if something is is right or wrong. There's also yeah. another uh, Bible verse that I, I use in the book. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's uh, um, John one through three or John okay. nine John nine okay. verses okay. one through three, and okay. uh, it reads. It, I won't go through the whole verse, but the the, the short yeah. version is that uh, Jesus came across a man blind from birth. And the yeah. disciples asked him, "Yeah, who, who, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born Thank blind?" Thank you because for a lot that of people reference. Believe, back then, and a lot, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people believe now that dis disabilities are a punishment uh, from mm. God. And Jesus replied, uh, "Neither this man nor his parents sinned. Parents sinned. Neither the man yeah. nor the parents sinned. But yeah. the, but this happened. This happened so that the work of God, God. could be seen in his yeah. life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's." That that addresses the issue on okay is someone being punished? Well, yeah. no. Short answer is no. Is no one's being punished? But right. uh, all of us have uh, 
opportunities, challenges, strengths, whatever, different elements of our lives, which are really in place to help us demonstrate God's power in our life. They're yeah. not punishment. They're yeah. there for God's specific purpose. You know, you just answered one um, most common question that people who's got disabilities, caregivers, this question they ask. Like some says, God, why are you punishing me? What did I do to deserve this punishment from you? What did I do wrong? Now, your, your answer just answered that question. Okay, so this now is so important. This question is so important. All right, are you ready? Okay. Okay, it says, what, yeah, what are the top, top five must do's for family with disabilities? Top five must do's. What are the, the, the top five things for families with disabilities? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's actually pretty easy. I, I, um, I've, I share this with a, with a lot of people. The, uh, number one is if you're a parent uh, raising a child with a disability, do everything in your, in your abilities to get some help at home. Uh, that far and away is the number one thing that families and parents who are raising children with disabilities need to do. Um, there is a belief that many parents have that, oh, I need to do it all by myself. Um, I, call, I call it a martyrdom syndrome. They're going to martyr themselves. They're going to you know, kill themselves on the, on the, throw themselves on the sword because, by golly, it's my job to do all this. And I'm going to make my life miserable and everybody else around me miserable because and it's, it's a ridiculous way to look. It's, it, will, it adds to depression. Um, you wind up, a, a whole host of bad things happen. So as, as tough as it might be on the ego, ego, the number one thing is to get help at home. So that's uh, number one. Number two is to, in the, here in, in the States, is to try and get on the Medicaid waiver uh, programs. So there are programs funded by Medicaid, funded by the government, which can help uh, families and people with severe disabilities. Um, they're funded by the Medicaid program, but you need to apply for them. And in a lot of states, like in Texas, there are waiting lists. So you need to get on the waiting list for those. Uh, number three is to take advantage of all community services. So uh, different churches may offer programs. Different cities may offer programs. Um, a Friday night, Friday night off where you can drop your child off for three or four hours and go to the store, go to a restaurant. You know, get involved in a church home is important. Uh, again, I'm a, I'm a faith-based guy, and I've shared part of my story, and all of us need to be inspired by God's Word and also our children, even though they may not fully understand what they're hearing, they need to be in God's house along with everybody else. So God's house exists for everybody, not just yeah. those of us who have a certain IQ and, and whatnot. And then the, the last thing is to get involved. So a lot of families, a lot of parents, and I understand it, you know, they're, they're focused on their immediate challenges uh, of their own family and having to work and so on. And, and I understand that. But there's a huge benefit to uh, getting involved with organizations, nonprofit organizations, church organizations, and so on that help because you're able to bring your experience. I was able to take my experience and share it with others, but also yeah. I learned a lot by talking mm -hmm. to other people. It gives you exposure to um, different ideas and different things that can help you that you would never encounter or you'd encounter it much later if yeah. you didn't get involved. So getting involved and, and helping is, is a huge, huge benefit. 
thank you so very much for answering that question that way. You know, you answered it sure. in such a way that it was very easy to understand and apply and practice. Not so good. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. So what would you like to say to any family or anyone with disabilities? Now, I don't know what to do, how to handle this situation. It's so killing and what would you like to say to such person or such people? Thank you. Um, really, there were two things. Uh, one, we just we just covered. I just uh, kind of gave five ideas uh, that can can help families. So you know, think about those and 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 take advantage of those to the the best you can. Um, that would help. And the second has more to do with a, an attitude and an approach. And this is an approach that I've I've taken through all the various challenges that I've encountered over my life. Um, at the at the end of the book. I share a conversation that I had with a woman and um, she uh, asked for my life story. And so I gave her the, the quick version. And, and when I was done, she said, well, Clay, we all have experiences and challenges, baggage and drama, experiences hmm. and challenges, baggage and drama. And I paused for a second and I said, well, yes and no. We all have experiences and challenges. That's absolutely true. Every single one of us has experiences and challenges. Yeah, yeah true. But baggage and drama are optional. Baggage and drama are optional. It's all in how you choose to look at it. Yeah. And happiness is a choice. And when I, when I put that in the book and I went back and reread it, I realized that's kind of the theme for the entire story, is that challenges will come our way, and we have no choice in that. Yeah. The only thing we can control is how we respond to it. We can't control that bad things happen. We can't control the things that we don't like show up every week. What we can control is how we choose to respond. And happiness is a choice. And positivity is a choice. Uh, I believe there are some people who, for whatever reason, they, they seem to enjoy being depressed and, and now depression is a legitimate diagnosis so i'm not i'm not talking about that but there there yeah. are people who the the being sad being yeah. sad is part of their identity I get and they it. want every, and they want everybody to know they're sad yeah they, yeah right they want everybody mm. to know how they how miserable their life is yeah. um, and that's not a healthy way to live and again there are people who have who have clinical illnesses who uh where where uh therapy and and help you know, professional help can can do wonders. So so I'm if people need that, I strongly encourage it. But there are also a lot of people who maybe don't need that level of assistance, but who if you just started looking at things differently and realizing that you know you can choose a different attitude. Is it hard? It can be. It can be very hard. But I've read my I've read my Bible cover to cover, and nowhere in there does it say life is easy. You know, so, so there are there are some tough things, but but it really is attitude that that plays in a lot in terms of helping get through difficult situations. Thank you for that. You just answered that question accurately. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you, Clay, for honoring the invite. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's so good. All right, so that's going to be the end. Okay, in case anyone would right. be interested in getting a copy of your book, how would that be possible? How can they get a copy of your book? Well, it is uh, available on Amazon. Oh, 
Look okay. at me. I just happen to have a copy right here. That's going to be good. Okay, um, so you can get it on Amazon. Again, it's called God's Plan, Our Circus. God's Plan, Our Circus. Um, so, you can go on my website, which is Clay, Clay Boatwright, C-L-A-Y-B-O-A-T-R-I-G-H-T.com. I can order it through there. Uh, to be honest with you, Amazon's going to probably be faster, but um, but I would I would be uh, I would encourage people to read it, and I would be very honored if they would, and and they can reach out to me through the website if they want to talk about it or if they have any questions or issues, I would be happy to to, to speak with them. Okay, beautiful. Thank you for that. I love that. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be you. the end. Thank you. Bye. All right, have. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.